Welcome to the Let's Talk Energy podcast from EnergyNet. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders, and rising stars of Africa's energy sector. Okay, um, Tony to you. CEO of Renewables in Africa. I am Maulia Sempa, Business Development Manager for Mithilianos for West Mar Africa. I'm Mariana Gabriel. I'm uh, the Director of Mithilianos for West Africa. Hi. Hey, so, uh, Mawili, so it's yes, good Tony. to be able to see you here. So, no, Mithilianos is a big company, so you're doing a lot in many sectors, so yes, both in true. energy but also in metallurgy. And uh, we're here at AEF, so we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of AEF and the back in the continent, continental Africa, because yeah. I have to say before it was Mauritius, which is still Africa, by the way. So how is it going on for you so far uh, as a company? To start with, we're excited when we realized that the event was going to be in Kenya and in Africa, because the event is for Africa and considering our contribution to Africa's development, we were excited to be here. Yes, so far, so good. Uh, we've met We've met some contacts, we've met some old faces, friends, we've catched up on what is really happening in the sector. You know, because of the COVID, there was a break, there was a loss of communications. We're excited to come back on the face-to-face -face interaction. Yeah. Excellent. I think I'm pleased to, uh, to hear that. It's not finished yet. We still have uh, a couple of days to go, uh, to go ahead. So, I, like I say, you are really a big company, an impressive company. And uh, we're always very keen to hear about projects that you have to talk about and also looking at more specifically at the territories, because I'm sure many people don't know where you really are located in the continent. Okay, I'll start by first letting people know who we are and what we do, and then I'll zero down to what exactly we are contributing to the continent. To start with, we are a multinational industrial and then an energy company based in Athens. We are listed on the Athens Stock Exchange. We have a turnover of 6.3 billion an EBITDA of uh, 836 billion, we have total employment globally, 5,500. Uh, in the energy sector, what we do is that we provide full service concerning engineering, procurement and construction services for energy infrastructure project. Our focus is on thermal energy, and then also switch yard transmission, and then new energy, renewable energy. We are also into digitization, as a new trend in energy now, looking at more focus on energy efficiency and an internet of things. Mm. On the continent, we have, uh, sorry, let me go back. Uh, no problem. Overall, we have a, a footprint globally of 12.6 gigawatts in terms of renewable energy and then thermal energy, we have 16 gigawatts. Mm. In the past, we used to have a higher percentage in terms of thermal, but now renewable is catching up due to the new trend. And our position as a sustainable company focused on focusing on supporting the decarbonization mm. of, the, of the world. Excellent. And you were talking about the territory where you are in, uh, in the continent, yeah? In the continent, our footprint is 2.43 gigawatts. Yes, we are in Ghana, we are in Nigeria, we are in Libya, we are in Tunisia, and then also in Uganda. Okay, that's actually uh, quite, yes. quite impressive. Two projects are renewable. Actually, three projects are renewable. Uh, 10 megawatts in Uganda and then 7.5 in Tunisia. 
that was an ENI project that they were looking at adding renewable to their generation mix at mm -hmm. the Adams uh, extraction field, oil field. Mm -hmm. And then we've also done 7.5. That is an off-grid hybrid project mm -hmm. for, for universities in Nigeria. That was a program that the Nigeria government was trying to do energize education. You know, Nigeria had a problem with energy supply and especially it was affecting the students. So they considered adding renewable generation. We were there to deliver. Mm, excellent. And I'm sure for you as an African to work for such a company that is really, really sort of uh, involved into the continent, that's sort of a particular pleasure and pride for you, isn't it? Yes, it is. Excellent. Because every time I hear that company having gigawatt footprint to, in, in, into projects, that's really impressive and, uh, and amazing. And I wanted to maybe drill down a little more into the project here because okay. in here, people, they want to hear about what really you are doing to make, just make sure that we're not just talking for talking sake, right? Just we're talking, but here to demonstrate that here is a serious company that's been in the continent for a long time, want to work with African and concretely delivering those projects. So I don't know if you can tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, I'll start from Ghana, where I come from. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So we've done three projects in Ghana. Total capacity is 650 megawatts. Two of them has been delivered successfully. One is under commission. The first project we did was the uh, Takradi T10 project. That was 10 mobile gas turbine units. We delivered that project in three months because at that time, Ghana was in uh, energy deficiency and it was quite urgent. And there was a lot of pressure. We understood the client, we understood the environment, and we were able to deliver with local support, actually, with local support, even within that time. The next project was the Amandi project, which is a 200 megawatts project. That one is completed. We completed, I think, uh, will be completed in July. We'll hand over fully in July. We've already hand over. They are still under the warranty period. It will be done by July. Mm. And then the project we are currently working on is the Bridge Power Plant, which is an interesting project because it has uh, an interesting floor, which is LPG, and which is the first of its kind in the continent. So there, it involves the uh, the gas turbines, the steep turbines. There's a configuration of 441. That is uh, four gas turbines, four heat exchangers, and then one steep turbines. And then also has the uh, the LPG storage facility attached to it. And also we, we hope to complete in August. It's still in commission stage at this stage. In Nigeria, we did the AFRAM 2 project, that was a 250 project, and also the uh, energized education project that I just mentioned. In Algeria, we, we did a 775 megawatts project, that is 38 mobile gas turbines that we put in operation in Nigeria as well. Also under very harsh condition, but we're able to deliver okay. successfully, yes. In Libya, we are doing a 750 megawatts project in Libya. We've commissioned the first stage. We are moving on to the second, mm. the second phase of it. In Uganda, as I mentioned, was a 10 megawatt solar project that we did. And then in Tunisia was a 7.5 megawatt solar project, but it had battery storage. And that was 2.4 megawatts hour of battery storage attached to the project. And that was for ENI. Okay. Excellent. And I know that you are a business development manager for, for the company. There's one question actually, because you're a turnkey player here, you deliver you know, end-to-end -end solutions. Yes. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. So how do you actually source projects? So, so do you have army of people you know, on the ground so chasing those projects? Do people bring your projects? So how does it happen? I just wanna, I'm a little bit curious about that. Okay, so it's, it's both ways. One, based on our record and reference, 
developers are aware of us. They know the quality that we deliver. They always recommend us for recommendation for business. And two, also, we also go around, like us, we are here now, looking for business. Okay. <laughs> That's a very good point, yeah. So for people <laughs> listening to that, so yeah. here is a company willing to work with you if you wanted to. So let me just turn a little bit on the energy transition, because I said, you mentioned as well that you had a 16 gigawatt, uh, I think that was thermal. Now it's sort of turning towards renewable. The number may be wrong. Apologies for that. But definitely what I picked up was definitely is renewable is catching up, right? So... Clearly, energy transition is something that you care about, especially, I would, I would imagine, mining and critical minerals. So I don't know if you have any involvement at all in this sector. If yes, if you can tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. In Africa, we are not. But in Greece, we are one of the biggest metallurgy company in Europe. And actually, we operate the only vertical integrated plant in Greece. That means that we do our own mining for bauxite. We produce our own alumina. And then we also produce our own primary aluminum. With bauxite, we are doing a, a, an output of 570 tons annually. And then for uh, alumina, we are doing 860 tons annually. And then the primary aluminum, 250 tons annually for that. On the back of this, based on our experience and our expertise in this area and our understanding on the importance of power for the mining sector, we are positioned to provide such solutions to mining companies in Africa. Mm-hmm. We are still prospecting mining in Africa, but not yet. But we want to provide our know-how and technology to these companies so that they operate sustainably and efficiently because that is how we have survived. Yeah, but how can you be prospecting for mining in Ghana? <laughs> there's, the mining, there's a mining country there. No, no, there's a mining country, but don't forget that we are into aluminum. Ghana is okay. now, Ghana is now so. developing its aluminum industry. And we are also looking around to see what will happen. Okay, thank you very much. So I want to turn to you, Mariana, because I think you are the uh, director for West Africa for the company. And I know you particularly have Africa at heart. So having been living in Ghana for some time. So what can you tell you about Africa now in the future that you see? So what really excites you about this continent? Uh, Yeah, uh, Tony, actually, yes, I have an African heart. Uh, and um, I live in Africa for 16 years, so it is not by chance, it is uh, by choice. And definitely I'm very excited, you know, that uh, I'm uh, all this time, you know, contributed to a transition of Africa from uh, what it was uh, 15 years ago before uh, the telecom uh, revolution, let's say, brought the information to the Africans, because at first I have started on that sector, and now today on the energy transition for the continent, which is a very substantial, you know, necessity for uh, the African continent, you know, development in the years to come. And uh, I'm very happy and proud that uh, also I combine my origins, the origins of Greece, you know, where I I come from. Uh, Since also Mytilineos is uh, a Greek company, one uh, our pride in Greece, you know, as a company, uh, because it has combined and the industry and the technology, you know, and the energy in its portfolio. And it has uh, succeeded to have also the international profile we, we Greeks need. So uh, I, I believe that uh, Africa at uh, this uh, period, you know, needs to focus on its capacities, you know, to develop further uh, its uh, industry and its manufacturing and its agriculture and uh, to sustain uh, the continent for the population of uh, nowadays, yes, 1.2, but uh, very soon 
It will just, uh, you know, uh, supersede the other continents and it will be actually the closest uh, to Europe continent with uh, such a figure of two point plus, you know, population that uh, uh, needs to have a chance and uh, a choice of life in its own continent and in its countries, you know, in the countries from wherever every African comes from. Uh, from my uh, trip into Africa all these years and uh, through Mytilineos, you know, um, uh, success stories in uh, different countries that uh, Mytilineos operates in Africa, what I have to say is that uh, Mytilineos really is, uh, uh, is standing next to the Africans, next to the local uh, necessities and uh, the custom, let's say, uh, needs of every country and of every provider, either it is a developer who comes from abroad in collaboration with local governments, or if even he is, uh, you know, a local developer or a local governmental authority. We try to figure out their necessities, you know, we try to figure out their capabilities and their capacities, which are not unlimited, definitely. We try to uh, uh, specify the legal framework and now around the possibility to have real good, robust project solutions, and then we execute. And we have done it very successfully in the last decade, you know, in Africa, and I'm very happy and proud. Definitely, your record speaks for yourself. And I was actually wondering, because obviously you have a very large record in energy, but I know there's other areas as well that you could mention. I was wondering whether you can uh, touch a little bit on that. About, uh, you mean, uh, not the mining, I suppose, about what uh, agriculture sector? The data, so? I think, uh, data centers. Data centers, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, uh, actually, you know, the uh, group in uh, the recent years, they, they have uh, realized that uh, everything, yes, it is about uh, efficiency. Not only about efficiency, the efficiency, you know, reflects on the cost. And the efficiency means that you, you can combine and you have to combine solutions, you know, that comes from, uh, that they are coming from neighboring sectors, even in technology, even, uh, you know, in energy, that can give the best solution to the, to the last uh, mile, which is the client, let's say. Uh, all of us, we are uh, very concerned uh, of uh, having sustainable, you know, delivery of uh, energy, uh, sustainable delivery, you know, of uh, uh, technology, and all this at an affordable price. So, uh, Mytilineos has really invested around all these combined, you know, technologies and is very keen and very interest, uh, interesting, you know, to, to see how the new era on these technologies also will uh, uh, be reflected in Africa and actually is very keen to even lead mm. if it has the chance and capacity and we are working on it, actually. Mm. Excellent. And uh, I'm just going to say ESG. ESG investment is becoming very important. So it's both a moral prerogative, but also a necessity. Yeah. So how is the company positioned with regard to ESG? Um, I, I want to start um, a little bit from Mytilineos. Uh, actually, you know, metallurgy sector. Uh, you know, uh, Mytilineos since um, 1990 that uh, they are actively participating in uh, the metallurgy sector in Greece. Uh, they have come across uh, to an environment that uh, also it has uh, uh, its um, uh, sensitiveness around the environment. Meaning that, uh, you know, when you mine bauxite in Greece and uh, specifically in an area that is very historically, you know, well known, which is the Delphi area, 
it means to achieve it and uh, to have the record of being compliant on uh, even you know uh, environmental friendly methodologies that uh, you are uh, utilizing you know to bring the final product uh, out of the mountain it means it has done very well actually uh, what i have seen uh, except uh, you know the environmental you know uh, target of the company is that in the last uh, two years we have committed also on zero emissions um, in uh, in the 2030 uh, which uh, the uh, chairman of the company mr evangelos mitilineos actually went uh, publicly and i think it was the first company that committed that its metallurgy and its all operation will come to the zero emissions. It's not something that everyone, you know, in industries can come and represent easily on a podium when you have an international broadcast, you know, of this announcement. So having said that, I want to say that in Africa also, wherever we operate, uh, we consider environment as a priority. And uh, we consider as well that our footprint has to be uh, metamorphosized in the local communities. So we try actively to work with the local communities. We employ a lot of people from local communities, uh, people skilled and unskilled. We try to, though, enhance the skills of the people that they are with us by giving them either internships, either further capacities, you know, of scholarships, so to continue. And uh, the third one, the ones that really they are uh, achieving goals, uh, we are giving them even chances, you know, to work as our international personnel in other operations in Africa and in Europe. So we have all these um, uh, uh, programs that they are actually privy to the human factor that it is very necessary uh, to be included in uh, the capital of the company. The last is uh, projects that we do next to um, the local uh, societies and uh, to uh, schools that they are uh, caring a lot about uh, children that they don't have, let's say, uh, an equal chance in education. So I want here to make a small reference in Ghana and uh, in a school that we have uh, uh, practically almost adopted uh, next to other donors and sponsors is the School of St. Nicholas uh, that uh, caters for 190 uh, children that they are coming from the neighboring, uh, you know, communities, that they are fishing communities. And that uh, this year also we had the first uh, graduates from this school, which means the school is for 12 years, uh, you know, uh, operating under sponsorships of uh, kind donors. And uh, actually we are breaking this poverty circle of these children's families and uh, uh, the, these kids, they are the first ones that actually they are having the chance to finalize, you know, the studies and continue further for higher studies, which is, um, I think, is an enormous contribution. And Mitilineos uh, uh, for this school in the current years, except other programs, they have provided infrastructure of six classrooms of canteen for hosting all these 190 kids, school bus, and uh, a lot more other things like this. Except this one, we have done more projects, you know, of the similar, but I don't want just to take, you know, the 
the time of everybody, but uh, you know, we try to localize our care, uh, listening to the needs of the people around us and trying, of course, to enhance their opportunities based on the opportunities we can create for them. Excellent. I think that was a wonderful interview. So Mawuli, Maria and I, I was very, very happy and pleased to talk to you representing a company that really has Africa at the heart. And I only wish one thing, that your co collaboration, relationship with Africa endure for the never decade that coming next world. Yeah. Thank you very Tony, much for thank that. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You, thank, thank you for thank the you opportunity. Thank you. Thanks. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders and rising stars of Africa's energy sector.